Welcome to Triple Threat, the podcast with Jamel President, where it's good news and good vibes all the time, baby. When we left Portugal to come play with you and your system, Jamel, it was the best thing for Shane because you, you, you pushed him to do other things outside his box. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Jamel President and on Twitter at President Jamel. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast as I'll be bringing you a new interview every month. Hey, what's up, guys? Coming up next is someone that's dear to my heart, uh, my high school coach, Earl B., Coach Earl Brown. Um, and in our interview, uh, I realized how tough it was, um, you know, having players from the east side and the west side from different talent uh, levels, um, the community. Um, so he, he, he held a lot of pressure, um, not only being a successful coach in this area, but putting the talent on the floor from perspective areas. So um, interesting to hear his take on that and how that he and how he overcame um, those struggles. So uh, again, very dear to my heart, great man, great person, learned a lot from him. Without further ado, uh, let's get into the interview. So yeah, coach, um, coming from the parks and rivals, we know, you know a lot of people you know, start from the parks and rival. Take us back to, to, to young Coach Brown, where it first started, where you started off in the, in the elementary school in, in the park grounds. Take us back to, you know, where those things started and uh, how it looked back in those times. Well, back uh, when I was coming up, you know, from uh, Henry Park Elementary School, East Bay Elementary, uh, my park was uh, Martin Park right there, Jackson Street. Gotcha. And... The good thing about that is uh, after school, uh, once we got home, we, you know, put on our duds and uh, uh, go to the park. But before we could pick up a ball or anything, we had little projects that we had to work on uh, in, in the uh, in the park house. Gotcha. Because the education continued for us. For sure. And plus the fact that we had uh, coaches, males and females, who were former athletes that, that really worked with us. Um, you know, educationally and athletically. Gotcha. And from Martin Park, I ventured to uh, Mall Park after I started playing football and basketball at C. Brown High School. Gotcha. And uh, there it was some of the same. And basically every park, you know, had uh, male and female coaches who, who actually worked with the kids. And the big rivalry was uh, Martin Park and, uh, and, Harmon, and Harmon Park. Okay. You know, okay. Uh, yeah, because Oscar Fordham and, and Oscar being one of the older coaches, he was a little more advanced than uh, uh, some of the other guys. I got you. Uh, because he he would use a uh, Marty Richard system over there at Burke High School. <laughs> got so you. every every year he did run for a championship sure. uh, football and basketball and baseball. Matter of fact, he had a heck of a program uh, over at uh, Harmon Field. But again, that, that's a tribute to those guys that worked on the playgrounds and, and really, really worked with the kids. I, I remember, uh, I remember that. But I want to ask you a question though, because I want to, 
I want to find out, like, where did those efforts come from? Was it park or recreation, or, or was it the former student athletes that came together and they created a program to go along? Where did those efforts came from? Because, you know, that's besides an outside organization like our park or recreation, we don't have that, you know, where we can continue education um, uh, well, where it includes the sport. So where did those efforts come from back then? Back then, we had that, and for all of the sports, and, and in particular uh, baseball, we had uh, older parents like, and I can remember some of the names like Mr. Bennett, Mr. Doge, um, uh, and, and a lot of uh, Mr. Johnson and all of them, uh, Lucky Lou. Those guys got off of their jobs in the evenings. Wow. And uh, a lot of work at Navy Yards or whatever, and before they would go home, they would come to the playground. Wow. And, and, and work with their kids. And, and, and this is where we lost baseball. Gotcha. Um, when those guys died out, we didn't have, we didn't have that uh, dedication like those guys had. Right. So we lost baseball and, and in Charleston, we, we were great baseball players. For sure. But well, sure. I'm not gonna say we because I was afraid of baseball. <laughs> sure. But uh, we, sure. we had great baseball players. And when those guys that a lot of us didn't come back to give back what those guys had invested in, into that sport. Right. But right. now when, when you get with the other sports, uh, we, we did have the older guys who, if you know, they saw some youngsters on the playground and they, they were doing some things uh, wrong. You had some of the older guys that, that taught. Right. And um, we still have some that, 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 that still have that energy where they would, you know, try to assist, but, uh, yeah, we, we're missing a lot of that that I received. For sure. That, that a lot of guys are not receiving. But now when you guys came up, it was evident that, you know, either you all learned from skilled players or you had, either you learned from what they did or some of them took the time to teach you all. Because when you all came up, all I had to do was find a system that, that you all could function in. Right. And, right. and, and that was basically anything that we did because uh, – you all came with a lot of the skills that, that, that were needed. Right. So that transition that from the elementary, you know, to the middle, or was that probably all together? You know, when, take us back to, you know, tra transitioning into the high school years. What were some of the, the give us some stories of some of the, the rivalries with Burke, C.A. Brown, and um, why did you, you know, choose C.A. Brown as a high school, and how was your career there at the at that time? Okay, well, to be honest with you, uh, I started at a Burke High School in ninth grade because that, that was the only high school uh, at, at the time, and C.A. Brown opened up in 62. Okay. And uh, when I got over to C.A. Brown High School, uh, we only had uh, basketball. And, of course, uh, that was my sophomore year, and we right. didn't have a junior varsity, so I didn't get to play basketball until I was a senior. I got you. And, uh, and then football, I was a backup quarterback in, uh, in, in football. Okay. So, you know, everything was good, but, but had it not been for those opportunities, I would not have uh, been here. And, and then being a backup quarterback, you know, I had a chance to sit back and, and, and learn. And then as far as basketball was concerned, Man, I was probably the the fifth or the sixth guy to get off of the bench right. because that team that team that I played uh, with in high school 
uh, I could have started for any school in Charleston County anywhere, except right. Steve Brown High School. Right. Because off of that team that I played on, uh, one guy was drafted by the uh, Los Angeles Stars at ABA. Uh, Long Boy was drafted by the Los Angeles Lakers. Wow. Uh, Oscar Scott was looked at by the uh, Boston Celtics. Then there was uh, Jack Wilson. Had Jack gone to school, I don't think he would have heard about Clyde Frazier. Wow. You, wow. you know, those guys were just that good. And, and then the younger guys that uh, were under me, uh, three or four of those guys went off to play uh, uh, Division One basketball. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, so it was a great learning experience for me. Right. So, so you said, you know, basketball, you was kind of like, you know, fifth off the bench. So I, did you, so you went to school, Savannah State for football? Is that right? Football. I, so, I was so, on Savannah State. So before we get into that, you know, take us a little bit about, you know, the, the stories about, you know, just, just coming up on the east side and the trials and tribulations of, you know, being in the inner city. You know, what, what were some of some of your trials and tribulations, you know, coming up and during during that time, and 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 what were some of the things that that helped and helped you, you know, get out of that atmosphere? Yeah, trials and tribulations. I, I could tell you, I had uh, very few because back during that time, um, when you left the neighborhood, you know, it, it wasn't that uh, you weren't being watched. We, we just had uh, that extended family. You know, whenever we left the house, we still had other mamas and daddies, I don't care where we went, that, that uh, looked after us. For sure. And, and I think it was just the respect that we were taught for, uh, for older folks. Um, any, any problems that we may have had were things that were generated by, by us. And, and I think the only uh, problem that I may have had was, was wanting, not needing, mm. but, but, but wanting. And mm. that's probably the only problem that I had because if I could run it, run it back, Jamel, I wouldn't change a thing. For sure, for sure. I, I wouldn't change a thing. I, I think I was just, just blessed to come up during the time that I came up in and in the, uh, and in, in the neighborhoods I, I came up in because right. it was just so much, so much love in, in the for neighborhood. Sure. And that's, that's what we, we don't, what you say, the key word is that community support that, you know, that's not, that's really in the community today. Like we don't, we don't, we don't love each other. We don't look out for each other anymore. And that's, that's need to come back. Um, take us back to, you know, going into Savannah State. Where were your recruiting, you know, was, how did you get there? You know, did, cause you know, talking to, you know, guests, former student athletes, whether there's coaches or players, everybody want to go a place where they felt comfortable with, right? Um, how did you end up at Savannah State? And um, did you have any other options prior to that? Yeah, I had, I had three options. Uh, one was Shaw University. One was uh, uh, St. Aug. And then uh, Morris College. And, and then Savannah State. And that, uh, those uh, options were because of the fact that I had SAT scores. Mm. And I, I attribute that to uh, a guidance counselor, Ms. Dorothy Holmes, and my eighth grade teacher, Ms. Harriet Simpson. They saw in me what I didn't see in myself. Right. And, and, and one day, Ms. Holmes uh, walked up to me and she said to me that, uh, uh, Earl Brown, you're going to college and you need to take the SAT um, test. 
So I told her, I, I didn't have any money for SAT. She said, you're going to take the test. Right. I ran home. My mama gave me, well, she said she didn't have the money, but when that day came, she had that money. Right. And I took the test, scored, uh, scored well, and because she said that, then I believed that I had a chance to go to college somewhere. Wow. And I was fortunate that uh, the coach from Savannah State spoke at our athletic banquet. And, uh, and he told me that uh, he would give me the opportunity to walk on. And I made it simply because I was an athlete. Right. And again, that came up from the playground. I could play football. I could play basketball, a uh, little bit of baseball. But then in football, I could throw, I, I could kick, I could catch. Right. Uh, and then I had a little mean streak in me. Right. And, um, and that's the only reason I made the team at Savannah State College in football. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, uh, and fortunately, too, I started in football um, about the last three games of my freshman year. And in uh, the second to the last game, I got four fractured fingers on my Ooh. right hand. Ooh. And, uh, but, and, and it stopped me from going out for basketball. And, and after that, I just devoted my time to football. Right. Uh, so after that, would you, did you think about playing the next level? Uh, after you got hurt, those things kind of really uh, – you didn't really had a chance to, to play at the next level. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the thing with that was – and here again, you know, it, it's luck sometimes. Um, it was my senior year. We were playing uh, Lane College in, uh, in, in Jackson, Tennessee. Mm -hmm. And Kansas City, uh, then the Boston Patriots and Cincinnati Bengals, they were scouting some kids there. Right. And I had a, I had a decent game. Uh, and I think I caught about six passes uh, that night. Got hit pretty hard, but, you know, held on to the ball. Right. And our SID guy told me after the ball game that, uh, you know, Cincinnati and uh, Boston uh, were going to give me a look uh, when we play South Carolina State, and uh, which was my last game. Got there. I started, and um, I was being mad coverage. Uh, Willis Ham, and, and legend at South Carolina State. Right. Uh, Cincinnati was looking at him and a couple other teams. And uh, Walter Mitchell, who played with the uh, – or Big Mitch, you may hear folks talk about Big Mitch, mm -hmm. uh, played uh, – was drafted by the Steelers. But anyhow, uh, in that game where I was going to get this look, I got hurt before playing in the series because I, you know, I was good in punt coverage as well. Right. And my friend, my birthday partner, Walter Mitchell, <laughs> he, <laughs> yeah, we, we, we great friends and friend brothers to this day. Uh, he rolled up in, in, uh, in punt coverage, uh, in punt return coverage. And, you know, I, I beat him off of the ball. And uh, when I looked again, the ball is coming directly at me, and just as I reach for the ball carrier, I guess it looked like I was in the circus, man. That guy, he, mm. he hit me. Mm. He hit me so hard, that was it. Mm. That, mm. that was it. So I only played uh, four, four plays that series, so that, that was that. Mm. But I came back. Um, after I graduated, I played in the Dixie Football League. Right. Coach Steven and I, as a matter of fact, we were the two top receivers in that league. And uh, – Again, my friend Walter Mitchell, uh, 
when he was home for the all season, uh, asked me if I wanted to go back to camp with him because he could get me back in camp with him. I told him, no, I'm going to play in this league for another year. And if I have a year that I had this past year, right. you know, I could probably, you know, go on as a free agent with somebody. Right. But uh, it never happened because I traveled uh, during that year. I went from, from here to Savannah, from Savannah to Augusta. And finally, the guy from Augusta offered me a contract. They were going to fly me to practice two days a week. But now I was working at Mount Pleasant Academy. That guy mm. would not let me off 15 minutes to catch a flight. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so I just said, well, you know, and that was it. So, and I came back a couple of years later and tried it and um, just didn't work. But I think everything works for a reason. All the time. All the and time. When I look at it to this day, you know, I said, you know what? I'm kind of happy that it didn't happen because a lot of those guys that played during that time, they may have lasted a year or two in the league and they, they ended up losing their families and you know, some some everything else. And I said that, and I'm happy because it didn't happen because I never met guys like you. Never, I never would have been able to share my life. For sure. But, in this timeout message, we got Jamel President. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm excited to announce the collaboration with NCAA Eligibility Center. Moving forward, we'll be doing a series of podcasts that talks about how to be a student athlete, the transition from student athlete to different careers, and also a lot of uh, eligibility rules and regulations when it comes to travel ball. These things we've been talking about for years now, and um, we're happy to uh, collab with the NCAA Eligibility Center to bring um, nationwide information to our audience. Again, we're excited about this opportunity, and uh, we look forward to bringing this information to you guys. Um, stay tuned, stay engaged, and thanks for following. Now let's get back to the interview. Because see, missing that was a great opportunity for me because I don't think I'd have been where I am today. For sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, so I appreciate not being able to make that move to the NFL. And that's an interesting story because your next door neighbor uh, kind of supported me similar to your situation when I was you know, traveling and traveling, trying to get on. And I was working at West Ashley High School. You know, Bob Olson, you yeah, know, yeah. He, he looked out. Um, but I do agree, too, like, you know, situations where I had opportunity. To, I was in, uh, in Florida and about to get a good look, and I broke my fifth metal torso. Never got opportunity just because I kept getting injured. So uh -huh. it'd be those times where it's just, just, those, just those, those signs where it's just, it's just, not, your, it's just not for you. And I That's think right. – in those situations, I've not comparing to my peers, but I had I, were not being able to play for those years. That kind of jump start in my career. You uh -huh. know what I mean? And uh -huh. now that everybody's you know trying to start their career, I'm 20 years into my career. You know there you mean? go. There, there be, you go. All because of that. So yeah, I want to. I want to. Yeah, big ups to that. And I, I do thank you for that testament because it makes me feel better as well. And I thank you for you know being in my life and showing me those things. Um. So 
after that happened, what what transpired transpired into you become becoming a coach? Um, did you start it off at so you started at Burke and then you end up at C. A. Brown, then you started coaching at C. A. Brown, then you end up at Burke. Is that correct? That, that's right. Well, no, I, I started at uh, Austin High School. Okay, tell and, us about uh, that. Yeah, in Somerville. Well, and and then here again, and, and here's how. You know, you, you you look back at it when you take inventory, you were blessed, and, and you know uh, it's like the good Lord put folks in my life to to lead me. For sure. When I went over in the fraternity in 1967, as a matter of fact, November 22nd, 1967, um, I went to uh, the day after we went over. I went to King Street uh, to spend the Thanksgiving weekend with one of my line brothers. Right. And uh, that. Uh, morning after Thanksgiving, we went to Florence, uh, South Carolina, to see uh, Joe Redmond's uncle, Mr. Sumter. Mr. Sumter was the superintendent of the black schools wow. in Somerville. At wow. A wow. So we, wow. we talked, and, and you know, he, and he said, uh, said uh, where do you, so what, he asked us what we plan to do, and I told him, well, I'm, I'm majoring in physics, and he said, well, when you graduate, I got a job for you. Mm. And sure enough, when I graduated, and things didn't didn't work out the way you know we dreamed. For sure. Uh, and uh, I gave Mr. Sumter a call and to, told him who I was, and he said, "I told you I had a job for you. I got a job for you. Wow. So I didn't have to look wow. for a job. Wow. I had a job as a junior in college. So started working at uh, Austin High School, and then uh, after that, they merged. All the schools merged with Somerville High School. Mm-hmm. And I was not offered a coaching job at Somerville High School. This was 1970. Right. And um, which was good again. For sure. So I, I, I left and went back to school and uh, came back home. Uh, and I was told the uh, teacher shortage in, in Charleston County. Got a job at uh, Mount Pleasant Academy. And uh, from there, um, Went to James Island High School, taught okay. there a year. And after that, I left, was going to Orangeburg Wilkerson as the defensive coordinator in football. <laughs> <laughs> stayed, stayed there for uh, 30 days. Time was a little too small for me. For sure. And my high school coach, uh, Coach Munda Buckshaw, had a stroke. So I said, well, I'll come back and, um, you know, just take his spot as teacher. But now I, I took the job knowing that if he got better, then I'd have to find another job. But it just so happened that uh, uh, he didn't, he didn't, unfortunately, he didn't, um, he didn't recover. Right. So I ended up at uh, Steve Brown High School coaching track and assistant uh, basketball. And then Lee Gill <laughs> went, in, went into uh, guidance so I took over basketball. Gotcha. And you know, it all snowballed from there when the schools merge and you know, all of that. But uh at CA Brown, you know, we had we had some good years there. Um matter of fact, I won my first region um titles and first coach of the year uh titles over there at uh, CA Brown High School. Right. How long you was at CA Brown? Ten years. Ten years. How long you was at Burke? Okay, I mean, <clears throat> I mean, it's a tough question, but 
the best athletes, east side, west side? Yeah, that, that's always a, that's always a toss up. Uh, I would have to. You, you talk east side, west side. Well, that's um. I ain't gonna put. I mean, I got to put you on the. I got to put you on. I got to put you on. I got to put you on the spot a little bit. Well, well, it it, it goes it goes back to uh, goes back to when I was a little uh, little fella. It's always oh, been. A, it's always been a toss. It's always that always been the question, right? Well, it, it, now to be honest with you, most of them was from the east side. Okay. You know, and and the guys that I would put with that talent from the west side, you know that that would be. I mean, yeah, that would be easier. But let me let me ask you a question though. Mm-hmm. Was it because? And, and we talk about this. I talked about this with BJ Mackey, and we talked about. And it's just a known fact that, and what you said was key too. You said one of the reasons why you made the team because you had a mean streak in you, right? So, right. is it because? And we all know it's different. You know, uh, I would say economical lines when you're talking about those two different uh, topics. Was it because of the the uh, aggressiveness? that led to be better athletes or was it because of the actual skill? No, well, it, it wasn't, it wasn't a skill at first. You had to work hard to develop your skills so that you could participate even on the street and in, in street ball. That's true. That's you true. See? And, and, and then when it got to a, when it got to mall park, you see, because back on, uh, on, home, on, uh, Martin park, we didn't have, uh, the concrete coach. When it got down to mall park, I mean, you had to be able to play. Right, right. And so now you you had to take the time when those guys are not on the court to get out there and, and work on your ball handling and work on your shooting. And uh, and then out there, once you lose, it was going to be a long time before you, you got back on the court. <laughs> that's, a, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. And, and then when you got there, everybody was playing like they were playing for their summer. That's true. They played for their media. So that I, that means it was a lot of uh, scratching, a lot, uh, a lot of pushing, pulling, and everything else. You see, so uh, with that man, and, and growing up with that man, I, I could play anything anywhere. For sure, so, you know, because I learned how to be physical. For sure, for sure, and lessons learned from, let's say, you know, those two, two coaching school. You, give me a lesson learned from you as a coach. What did you learn and you apply to your life from coaching at C.A. Brown? What's, what's something that you learned from, from, from C.A. Brown from, from, that, from that 10-year experience? Well, from over there, I, I learned that um, in the classroom and uh, on the football field, on the basketball court, whatever, I had to be, back then, I had to be and had to substitute for big brothers. So back then, you know, those guys were like my little brothers. And and fortunately, I had one, one of my little brothers did play for me. Mm. Uh, Leroy did play for me. Okay. And um, and that was one of, and that team taught me that I didn't always have to have big kids either. For sure, <laughs> and, for sure. But, uh, but I, I learned that I had to be uh, a big brother substitute. So, and, and then doing that, I had to speak their language. Mm. And, and then the other thing that, that made it easy is that they could, uh, I, I was truthful to them. This, I, I'm, I've always been that way. I let them know that I came up under some of the same circumstances that they grew up. 
I was about to say you had to speak the you could speak the you you spoke the language because you could speak their language. That, that's right. That, that that's right. And and then letting them know that again, you know, I wasn't always a teacher or a coach. For sure. I was just like you in a big house. For sure. You know, three and four of us sleeping in the same bed. For sure. You know, and wearing the hand me hand me down. For sure. And that kind of stuff. So. Uh, and just to let them know that you can rise from where you are, not only to where I am, but even further. For sure. Okay. So I, I can speak that language. And, and then being a neighborhood uh, guy and from over the east side, I, I think I was a joy. Uh, I think I made some of the parents over there proud. For sure. You know, to see somebody from the community come back and work in the school. For sure. Uh, so with that being said, you know, I can say and do things that other people couldn't do. For sure. For sure. Because I always had the parents backing me. For sure. You know, and that's what I say all the time. Like, you know, just coming up, my first words were Burke basketball. Like, you know, it's, you know, I never forget Marty Risher. You know, when we played at the College of Charleston and Marty Risher in seventh grade, Melvin and I, we, I, we had a jersey. You know what I'm saying? I'm a yeah, seventh grade yeah, yeah, with a yeah. jersey. The red. I slept. I slept in my jersey that night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was major. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Like, that was major. Seventh grade. I'm at. I'm at Rivers, and I got a. I, I'm. I'm on varsity. Like that's that's huge. And, and Shamar Ravenel. Let's forget about Dead Eye. Dead Eye. You know? Yes, sir. I know you love Dead right. Eye, and that's another. We, we we good friends, and that's just you know. This is a talent that just, just got away from us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And, and Jamel, you know, and, and that's why I tell folks, uh, I read about kids that can play, and, and, and um, well, they got two more years to develop. I didn't give one, if seventh grade, if you could play, buddy, you, you out of there. For sure. You see? Sure. Because why waste the talent, give that talent a chance to develop with, with the older kids? And, uh, and I think that's, what made the program, you know, with sure. guys like you starting in the seventh grade and all that. You see, I, for maybe, maybe probably seven, eight years, I didn't have to worry about rebuilding <laughs> because the kids were always, you know, always coming. Five leave or seven leave, five or seven move up and, and everything keep, keeps rolling along. For sure, for sure. See? And again, that's a testament to the people that you all played with in your community. And, and and the skills that uh, that you learn from playing with the older guys. For sure. And Melvin's uncle and I, we, we talk all the time. And I know Root Man used to take uh, Melvin out and and work him out a lot. For sure. And For sure. And, and that helped uh, with his mental part of the game. For sure. And Jamel, I I mean yeah, I looked at uh, I watched a couple of old games, and, and you know tears started coming out of my eyes. You know, just to see and, and, and to see the game, and, and I don't think the kids play the game like that anymore. I don't think so, Coach. I mean, you guys play defense. Yeah. I, I mean, made good decisions, and and, and back then where it was not, uh, you know, all folks, the older guys say, "Why are you dribbling against the zone?" But I mean, you guys would break zone down and make that extra pass. I said, but we were. We were conditioned to do that because we had a great leader. We had a great coach. You know, I tell the story all the time. You, you might don't remember this. We were we were in um, 
what's the green and white school? Um, the green and white school up in uh, by Myrtle Beach Way. Um, this green and white school. I forgot the name of the school. Uh, better come to me. Any, anywho, I would always dribble, jump in the air, and make a pass. Yeah. <laughs> you said, Jamel, listen, if you do that again, yes, sir. just X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z, So I never forget it. You come out the game. I think I might have threatened to shoot you out there. <laughs> yes. And I did the same thing I wasn't supposed to do. And it was the end of the game. And it was in the halftime. So I don't forget about it. And I'm walking through the, uh, through the, we going through the halftime. And all I, all I felt was a snatch. I thought my, I, I saw myself outside my body. But I guess what? I never made that mistake again. And those <laughs> lessons I've learned from playing again, those simple things that you taught us, like helped me in my career. You know what I mean? Uh, Just those uh, small things. And you're talking about being streak and being tough. Like, you know, we would have ran through a brick wall for you. Because, oh, yeah. because that's what you built us to do. The toughness, right. the discipline. And not only tough, like, like cutting angles off. Just a little small thing like that. We learned just from not, not playing just with grit and tenacity. Like, we learned the game. You know what right, I mean? Right. And I think our team, your team is always a, re, a, a reflection of their coach. Right? Mm -hmm. So right, we're mean. Right. We're tough. We're fast. We're smart. We're playing hard. And, and that's why we had great success, you know, at that school. You know, in general, I think the sessions and coach presidents, um, you know, overall approach is, is very much focused on hard work. It's focused on technique. It's focused on just getting a greater base of skills. And I think that's the overall approach that will, you know, apply to every aspect of, of a young person's life, academically, you know, socially, anything. It's all about, you know, learning technique, learning what it is that you're supposed to be doing, and then applying a degree of conscientiousness and hard work to it that will move you forward. And so I think, um, you know, Coach President just has an amazing just degree of, of uh, you know, sort of intensity and focus and professionalism to the experience that Robert has, you know, gained, um, you know, tremendously from. And, you know, to bring another thing uh, to light is when we were playing, uh, we went pregame scrimmages in Orangeburg. And uh, Louis Golden had this, this team and this kid, Darby Rich, uh, big white boy, and he had some big kids that, that were tough. And, uh, and I, I never forget. Um, Marlon, you, Marlon, Kim, Melvin, y'all jumped on those kids so quick, so early. Because Louis Golden, he, he was probably ranked one of the number one teams in the state. He told me, he said, man, Earl, I'm them boys, them little boys, they're tough, man. Them, them, they're too quick for us. <laughs> and, and then up at, uh, up at Clemson, uh, we're playing uh, uh, Valdosta High School. I think they had about 
two six eight kids, and we jumped on them so quick with that pressure. And you know how how those flows are. Yes, camp. sir. Yes, sir. And little kid called time I said, "Coach, say six of mine here." He said, "No, sir." But they ain't never answers. Only five of them. <laughs> only five of them. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah, but that 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 was beautiful basketball. Then, then the fan base was so great. Right. Right. And, and any tape that you could pull up, that gym would always be full to three quarters of the way full. Every, yes, I don't sir. care who you were playing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It made you want to come and play. Yes, sir. Uh, every night. Yeah. So, so what? So, of those thirty years, what have you learned from you know working you know with, at Burke High School? What have you learned from you know coaching with those those players, the parents, and the community? And how do you apply that to your to your life right now? Well, it's it's what I I guess what's been ingrained in me uh, that I've still even though I'm, I'm retired, but I've still got to. Uh, I still got to be that now that uh, that granddaddy, that great granddaddy, or whatever, with what I see out there uh, in the streets and in the community. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I, I love I love kids. I love I love children. You see, so and, and I think that's and I'm thankful that's a part that'll never never leave me. And and it's gotten to the point now where I like to even hold a you know little. Little babies, you know, six months old, and you know, that kind of stuff. I, I just like to hold little little babies, and, right, and, right, and, and, and that kind of stuff. But it's just that love, you know, just extended it on through uh through through life. Uh, and you're talking about uh, things that might have been learned uh, at Burke School. It's just uh, learning to bring communities together because remember it, it wasn't uh that part wasn't easy because for sure uh, again uh when you guys uh, uh came in and you still had that east side connection and mm. you had some folks that felt that i was trying to turn things back to and that's why that's why i asked that question coach because you know you you yes you you're you're torn between two to communities and people want you to represent a certain way and you got to just, you got to play fair and, and let the cars, you know, play themselves. So that's why I asked that question. Well, that was be my third question. If you answer, you went right into it. How did you, how did you, how did you manage that? Well, you just, I just had, had to be hard. Just had to be hard nosed uh, with it because, and I always tell folks, I, I ran my program, be it athletic, or team, I ran it like my household, my for family. Sure. For sure, they gonna get what they need. For sure, I I, I don't care too much about what you want. Mm, for sure, you gonna get what you need. For sure, and if it's available, you get some, not all, of what you want. For sure, okay, and that, and that's anything that uh, you, you you could tie it to. Uh, had some problems with uh, um, folks from the magnet school uh, when 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 that uh, thing came in. Uh, you know, a lot of folks wanted me to do some things that that just just weren't right, and I wasn't going to do it for sure. Um, I had a had a board member that uh, 
that told me that uh, some things I had to do with the team. And I told them, no, you know, I, I, I'm not going to do it because if I was to just place a kid on a team and then eliminate a kid that was better than this kid, mm-hmm. I would have lost the respect of that kid and his family for the rest of his life and my life. For sure. For sure. So now I'm just going to have to be hard-nosed and then whatever you throw at me, I'm, I'm just going to have to deal with it. Right, right. But fortunately, I, I met some good kids uh, from the Magnet School and the Magnet Program, and, and some of us, we, we still friends today. And, uh, you know, and then, then a white kid that ended up coaching and everything, you know, and every time I see him, you know, we exchange pleasantries. So For sure. I, I just learned how to be hard when I had to be hard. For sure, for sure. And, and, and that's the same way it is in life. For sure. It's hard when you got to be hard. And, and then just be able to uh, stand up against whatever comes after that. That's that's a good point. <clears throat> so, out of the players from C.A. Brown and Burke, what did you learn most from the from the players uh, um, as a coach? Like, I say collectively, from just from all your 40, 50 years of coaching, what do you learn most from the players that you've experienced, from just as a whole, from Austin, Somerville? Wherever, what do you what do you learn most from your players? Well, uh, I guess it's you, you see, learning. Um, uh, all kids are different, you know, and just like in the classroom, uh, they learn different. That's true. Uh, they respond differently. That's true. That's and, true. And and the one thing that uh, and the one thing that I I learned too is that some kids. You had once you've uh, raked them over hot coal, and you got to find a way to get back to that kid, and and, and you know bring them back in, uh, put your arms around them, or, or come out, bring them in, and explain to them For sure. why you did, For sure. what, what, what you did. For sure. And, and then some kids have learned that I had to do that to some of them because a lot of them didn't realize that they were about to throw their lives away. Right. Yeah. right. And, and then right. and then just just come back and, and, and talk the truth to them. Right. You know, because you know, all kids are not the same. You know, yeah, exactly. I, I, I didn't think I never had to like I mean I, I thought your your approach was out of just you know straight love. You know what I mean? Just out of straight mm-hmm. of, of 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 I see I, I see something in you, you're doing it wrong. I already told you five times not to do it this way, right? So I have to find another way to get to you. And so your your your, your meanest approach has 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 built a a certain uh, toughness, I think, with your players. Like all, all of us, from Del Javon, from Sidler, Sydney, like all the players are tough because of of your direction. What? Um, and and I want to you know touch this briefly on this subject because it's a it's a it's a touchy, it's a touchy subject and now the time the time has passed i want to hear your view on it um when Reverend dallas started <clears throat> getting players and um sending the prep school and taking kids per se out of out of the school um what what were some of the the the, the issues that were going on because i don't i i, I don't me personally, I don't know. I know they were issues. I think I was too young to really be on that on that adult level issues. 
So what were some of the issues and, and, and how were they resolved? Well, I think when, when it goes back to that, I think part of that uh, was probably on me because number one, uh, when this thing first came up, you know, we, we had, uh, they had meetings, okay? And, and I think what transpired is that I did not stay up on, on, on the meeting because, and I think what he did, he had, he had his program uh, outlined. As a matter of fact, and it ended up being a good thing. It, it ended up being, being a good thing, especially for kids like you, Melvin, and some of the other kids uh, uh, that, that benefited from it. And, and, uh, and, and it ended up being a good thing. The only, I think the only problem that I had with it uh, was this kid, uh, Seals. Corey. Um, hey, Corey. Uh, Gary, yeah, Corey. And, and see, Corey was not ready for that kind of stuff. Mm. Corey was big. Mm. And, and the thing was, I agree. I agree. I, I used to uh, have Corey in, um, and I think I might have done it with you guys too for a while because I had skills, uh, skilled people coming in. Right. You know, my guards come in and work out. And then I had, and I, I knew that Corey was a rising sophomore. Right. But needed, he had skills that he needed to brush up on. Right. And I had uh, three bigs that I used to work out. And I used to bring a guard in, you know, you know, to pass uh, and uh, while we do post work. And I think I, I got a little upset when he didn't show up for workout. Mm. You know, and, and just didn't say anything. Just right. and then nobody, nobody said anything uh, to me. Then, then the word came back to me, and, right. and that's the only thing that. Uh, For sure. Yeah, and I think that that's the only one uh, because uh, had somebody you know said something, you know I, I would have prepared for that. Because sure. here I am sure. working this kid out, getting ready to go to camp and everything else, and you know getting him ready because you know it's three mm -hmm. more years of this thing. Right. And. Uh, other than that, uh, I mean, from your standpoint, I can see where it, because here you're, 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 this kid is coming. He can be an integral part in your season. And if he's not there and you don't know, you can't prepare for it. Yeah. It could be a big blemish to your season. It can, it can cause, it can cause some effects, you know what I'm saying? From yeah. you as a coach and as a co team coach. Yeah. Well, you know, other than, you know, other than that, had I known, uh, had I been made aware. Right. Right. You know, that, that, that would have been fine because I always tell guys, you know, if you got to go, you know, I don't care, you could transfer and you, you know when it may be. You could transfer, you can come and score 100 points against me, beat me by 99. For sure. But it's going to be done my way. For sure. Uh, For okay. Sure. And, and I, I could live with that. For sure. And I just, I just hated it because that kid was not ready for that. For sure. For sure. And, and, and it tells. Um, and and I'm, I'm sorry that, that things turned out the way it did for him. And, you know, he felt bad. I know he felt bad because sure. uh, one day I was in uh, at basketball camp in Orangeburg. And uh, he was at State at the time. And, uh, oh, what was the kid from North Charleston, the guard? Um, uh, oh, shit. The little guard that went up to South Carolina State. Oh, Clary Judge. CJ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clary. I, I was at the, uh, at the service station, and he and Clary and a couple other kids, uh, pulled up, and Clary came in. I was inside, but they saw me. Well, I got out of the car. They saw me get out of the car. Right. So Clary came in, and 
you know them guys go, you know, handshake and a big hug and and he said, uh, he's recorded out there in the car. You know. <laughs> I, so I said, Well, you know, I tell him I'll be out there in a minute, you know. Right. So I mean I, he got out of the car and I said, Hey, how's everything going? You know, gave him the big hug and you know, just just question about how things were going, you know. For sure. Hey, that, that, that that's life. For sure. You, you made a decision. I am not mad with you. For sure, for sure. You know. Um and so I, I let him know that, you know, you're still all right with me. Right, right. But, uh, it, 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 didn't, it didn't work because he didn't get, he, he with no daddy, but I wouldn't say no daddy, um, but you, you, you didn't get that. That ground, he, he didn't have that grounding. He didn't have that ground support, you know, that. I think some of us, like when we all left, we probably like after our senior year or in our junior senior year, I think it's kind of young. And then, you know, like you say, he was, he just wasn't ready, you know, for that time at, at that time. To be all by himself. Right, right. You know, he right. needed to be in a situation where he went home to mama and whatever male guidance he may have had. For sure. Okay. For sure. Now you, they, they get mad all they want. But I'm, I'm gonna be a daddy to him. I'm gonna love him, and I'm gonna put my belt on. For sure. And and I'm gonna let him know that that there's certain things that you gotta do in life. For sure. Because life ain't fair. For sure. And and, and that's that's the way I I try to teach and coach as it pertains to life. And and I always tell folks, I probably could have won probably eight, (laughs) ten state championships. For sure. A lot of the best kids never played for me. For sure. A lot of them never played for me because they couldn't, they couldn't take discipline. Right. Okay. So, and as far as the midnight basketball, and and I I saw positives in that. For sure. Because the kid that ended up uh, playing for the Citadel. Uh, Um, Shake, uh, shake, not shake. Yeah, shake, shake. Oh, we're talking about uh, Milford. Milford, yeah. 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 That, that that was great for him, right? Because because he, he, he needed to get away. He uh, great for him. He's a great kid, but he probably wouldn't have seen the floor in high school like how he would have seen probably in prep school. So you're 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 probably right. Right, right. It, it, it was right. good. It was good for him, and uh, it was good for uh, Bellinger, right. uh, and, uh, and and a lot of the other kids. So that there was some um, good to it, and, and Dallas and I, man, we are. Uh, Shoot. Once we sat down and talked, for sure, man, man we 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 the best of friends. For sure, for sure, for sure. We we are the best of friends because I saw I, I saw what he was trying to do. Right. And then right. to be honest with you, had it not been for what he did, I don't think that you would have gotten the opportunities for at sure. the next level because see, recruiting wasn't fair when it came to you guys. For sure. You see. For sure. And and, and that's why I spent so much time that once he made that team. And I saw what it was going to lead to because I always tell the parents, I don't have a school to put put you in. For sure. So, so what, what, and I told the parents, what you need to do is make sure, and I tell the kids, what you need to do is make sure that you have something on the books by your junior year as far as your uh, SAT or uh, uh, ACT score is concerned because those guys are not going to look at you. Right. Okay? Right. And uh, if, if you haven't taken that score or that test, if you don't have the scores, they're just not going to recruit you. But 
I, you, have, you all didn't get the same chance as some of the other guys who did not have the score. For sure. You, you see? You're right. Um, so it, it wasn't, recruiting wasn't fair. Right, right. It, it wasn't fair because, you know, I had, and, and just like that team that, the, that, that you played on, the kids that you played with, man, all of those kids were good enough to play somewhere. I agree. You know, and, and I'm talking about from number one up to seven or eight, she, right. you know, had, had the opportunity to play somewhere. And uh, I always take uh, Zola Davis as an example. Oh. Uh, and uh, one reason why a lot of folks used to get on me, you, that boy won't play basketball. You can't make him play no football. <laughs> Zola didn't want to play football. Right, right. But uh, after we played for the state championship uh, his freshman year, and uh, he came back, I said, now, Zola, if you don't play football, now you ain't gonna play basketball. Right. Frank came around, Zola showed me that he wasn't gonna play uh, football. Zola didn't show up for spring practice. I said, Zola, you don't play football, no basketball. Man, it'll be you mean that? I said, yes. <laughs> I said, but now here's why. I said, now you might think I'm mean. I said, here's, here's why. You got a two hand set shot. Mm. You're five mm. foot 10, five mm. foot 11. Mm. Sure, mm. you can jump out the gym. But mm. you don't handle the ball that well. Mm. And I said, but now, football, you have an athlete. Mm. Plus, those folks give out 20, 25 scholarships every year. And I said, you good enough to play somewhere. Mm. I said, now, you might think I'm being mean, but that's just the way it is. For sure. For sure. Now, he ended up in the NFL a couple of years. Exactly. 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 But now, had I just laid back on that, and, and you know, with a couple other ones. The went to school football scholarship. You see? And tough, tough, tough love is the way to go, man. Like you say, if you didn't were tough on him, he wouldn't have made that transition. In this timeout message, we got Jamel President. Hey, what's up, guys? I'm excited to announce the collaboration with NCAA Eligibility Center. Moving forward. We'll be doing a series of podcasts that talks about how to be a student athlete, the transition from student athlete to different careers, and also a lot of uh, eligibility rules and regulations when it comes to travel ball. These things we've been talking about for years now, and um, we're happy to uh, collab with the NCAA Eligibility Center to bring um, nationwide information to our audience. Again, we're excited about this opportunity and uh, we look forward to bringing this information to you guys. Um, stay tuned, stay engaged, and thanks for following. Now let's get back to the interview. Yeah, you know, Coach, I just wanted to give you you know, a time to time to to really exhaust that because you know, and 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 give your feelings on it because I never know your feelings on it, and I I knew two things that can you know that can uh, one thing that can change things around is time. You know, time yeah, after yeah. things heal, it can oh, yeah. really 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 come into fruition. So I'm glad you guys talk. I'm glad that worked out because it takes it takes a community to do what you know what what you know 
uh, men at basketball and Burke High School and Reverend Dallas and yourself did for players like myself. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. And, and, and like I said, when when you get time to sit back and you got time and you sit back and, and, and you go back and you look back at things. Right. And like folks say, you compartmentalize. Right. And, and look at it. I think it was more on, more so on me than anybody else. For sure. Because they came to me. For sure. Mm. They, it, it wasn't mm. like it was something that they, they were doing, uh, mm. you know, behind my back. Right. They, right. they came to me. The only and Corey was the, the only um, only thing that I objected to because you know the way the way that happened. But other than that, man, you know sure. everything. I saw the goodness in it. For sure, for sure. And there was a couple of other kids that, that, that benefited from from that thing. So uh, you know, I'd have been selfish. For sure. You know, to to put your life because that, sure. that's what it is. That's what right. it was. You know, to put your life out there. Right. For my benefit, for sure. For see, sure. That, that that would have been selfish. So yeah, I, I saw I saw the good and, and what uh, and, and what Dallas did. And like I said, man, Dallas and I, you know, we 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 good friends. For sure, for sure. <clears throat> Coach, I got a couple of questions for you, and all I need mm-hmm. is one word answers. I give you three seconds to answer them. And all your coaching, I got just with one player, most skilled. Melvin. Melvin? Yeah. Uh, toughest. Man, then I got I to gotta back up on that. <laughs> <laughs> Go on, me. All right, okay. All right, okay. Say, most, most skilled. Most skilled. Go ahead. Most skilled. Basketball-wise, uh, Melvin. Okay. Toughest player. Dale Javon. Dale Javon. The Dale best Javon. Best shooter that had to been you. Okay. Academically, best academic player. Academically, oh, I had, uh, had quite a few, though. That one I'd have to... Uh... You can say me, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Coach, you laughing too hard then now. Let's go. <laughs> Listen, I, I, had, I had some good ones, man. <laughs> okay, all right. All right, the best, the best duo. That was... Uh... Oh man, that's uh, you talking about at Burke? Let's say at Burke, yeah, best duel. At Burke, it would have to be uh, it would have to be two. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. had some, you had some, you had some, you had some couples out there, now. Yeah, yeah, you you know, uh, let's see, duo. Uh, I, me, I, I, me personally. I, me personally, I said Dale Javon and, and Lil Sydney was your best duel. No, I, I tell you what, it just just like I would have to do uh, with uh, with uh, I'd have to put because like I was telling folks, without uh, Michael Hayward, it was a oh, whole lot that them two couldn't do. Ooh, ooh, I forgot about them. Yeah, yeah, but now I'm gonna tell you what, now they were the three best athletes, uh, three best little athletes. That turned an athletic program around. Yes, sir. The, yes, the, sir. Those jokers, man. I, yes, I could have taken um, in football. I could take. I could move Sydney to quarterback, move Ralph and Michael to a guard in a goal line situation. Mm. And 90, 99 times out of hundred, <laughs> we gonna score. Right. 
they, I, I'm gonna tell you, they three of the toughest guys that uh, yes, that can turn any athletic program around. Yes, sir. Yes, so sir. When, I, when you talk about them guys, I can't talk about them without talking about Michael Hayward. For sure. Yeah, because uh, those, those guys, uh, man, they 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 were something else. Best big man. Kim Brown. Yes, sir. Uh, the most loyal fan. Uh, Maxine. Maxine. Yeah, yeah, okay. Ma Maxine. Uh, okay. I tell you about my girl now. Maxine kept me up on everything. Yes, sir. And uh, when things go down, I don't know about it. She'll come. She'll come and tell me. And, she, she, she knows. She keep the gossip. What the people saying? She let you know what's going on. Yeah, there you go. And when uh, Bow Wow passed a uh, couple of weeks ago. I ain't know Bow Wow passed, man. Yeah, yeah, man. Bow Wow passed a couple of weeks ago. And um, she caught the bus to go up to the funeral home uh, to view uh, Bow Wow's uh, remains. And uh, when, I, when I pull up there, Maxine. <laughs> yeah, Maxine is the... Okay. I, I won't put anybody above Maxine. Okay. <clears throat> so the question is a community question, Coach. And I want you to answer this, you know, very candidly because, you know, we all, we, we all have to have a certain posture, a, a, a certain position about us in order to maintain, in order to, you know, get through all the naysayers, all the mm -hmm. doubters. We, we have to have that type of walk. Mm -hmm. that, you know, sometimes that walk can be confused by being cocky or overconfident or yeah. what have you, right? But at the same time, it, you know, it, it's, it gets us over the line. Um, who, was Earl, who was Earl B? Like, who, who was Earl B? Like, like if someone, if you, can, if you can sum it up, who was Earl B? Earl B was a little, little old boy grew up on the east side. You know, in a family of 13, one who uh, just appreciated life. Uh, came, came to the ranks, you, you, you know, of, uh, of wanting, but never really needed. You know, had uh, mom and daddy that made sure that uh, we had what we needed. You know, had the support of uh, my older brothers and sisters, you know, older brothers and sisters who would Chipping when uh, when uh, my daddy didn't because my mama wasn't allowed to work. My daddy told her job was to raise children. Of course, she didn't have time to work with thirteen of us, you know. And uh, but just just made sure that we had the necessities of life. And and and, and then along with that, it was the parents that I had in the community because there's a whole lot of people when when mom and daddy didn't see me. There were other folks that saw me and told me you better not do that. For sure. Uh, going about your business, going to do that. I'm, I'm thankful for those persons. Um, thankful for an old preacher that uh, that took me under his wing and, and therefore came up under about three preachers. And then the teachers in the school. Mm. I had teachers, man, that uh, that uh, I had ever done. They came up just like me. But for they sure. showed that love in the classroom. For sure. You know, and, and I had one teacher, Miss Burke. Uh, and a couple of times I didn't eat lunch or didn't bring lunch to school. And she noticed that. For sure. So after lunch, 
whoever she saw that didn't have lunch, mm. we'd have to take the trash can out after lunch. But now with the trash can, she had a bag on the side of the trash can. Mm. Mm. And we go out to take the trash out, and we got peanut butter and jelly off. Wow. Uh, we got a lunch meat sandwich there, you know. Right. And, 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 and I took that with me. Mm. And, and, and then when I got to middle school, I had two middle school teachers. And I, and I, I don't know, but these folks just drew me closer to them. For sure. For, what, for whatever reason. So I, I, I was just blessed to have people that were pleasing and it wasn't nobody but the good luck. For sure. Place those people in my life. And, and, and when I get a chance to sit down and look at it, and then through my, my coaching and my teaching, I try to pass some of that same stuff on. You know, share yeah. a little bit I got. You know, and, and I learned that the more that I gave, the more I got in return. For sure. Yeah, and, 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 and then, you know, when folks thank you, coffee, that's just the way I walk. For sure. For and, sure. And, and, then, and then one thing I learned about walk, the walk is the way you live. Ooh, ooh. And, and you see, I, I, I sang this song, I, I sing this song uh, often. I can't even walk without you holding my hand. Mm. And, and when I look back, it's, I couldn't do anything without the guidance of good love. For sure. For but sure. Now, and I can remember mm -hmm. when I used to throw a brick at the church. But I walked in one one Sunday in February, 1977. Mm -hmm. and it had to be around Valentine's Day because all the red was in the church. <laughs> and man, and when I did that, the same old preacher that I told you about, right. and I, I was about 28 years old then, Reverend Maxwell started crying. He said, oh, my boy, come home. Mm -hmm. He and his wife started crying. Mm. And from that that Sunday, you could count on your hand the number of Sundays I would miss wow. going to church. Wow. So I, I, I carry, yeah. and I still to this day carry all of that with me. And you know, sometimes, you know, folks will make it do and say things. But I'm I'm one that uh, I'm a man up. I can come back and and uh, admit when I'm wrong. For sure, you know. But, but I try to treat everybody right in the way that I don't want to be treated. Right. And, and of course, you know, there have been the bricks thrown and that kind of stuff, but uh, <laughs> you know, that's all that's part of life. It's all of life, right. All, all that, all that, and, how all. You and how you take it is a, is a part of life. And I always there, watch there <clears throat> and I always, right. I always watch you, you know what I mean, just from afar, just from the coach, because, you know, you, you look up to your coach. You always want to impress your coach. So, you know, I would. You, one thing I love about you is just, you know, when you when you come to games, how stylish and 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 dressing and and well put, you know, well kept. <clears throat> I think that's important, you know, for young young youth to to see their coach on that level. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like how they carry themselves, how they talk, how they respect it in the community. And um, I take pride of 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 calling you my coach. I take pride because I know the respect that the community gave you and, and half of you. The last question I got. Is red shoes? Where, uh -huh. where, where, where are those? Um, it's a guy in Long Charles that's got one foot, <laughs> <laughs> and, and somebody else has got a foot of it. Uh, because the bet wasn't that game. If Long Charles had won, they could have the shoes. Uh, and, uh, and man, and I just had those shoes fixed to win the game that night. Wow! And, wow. and they took them, and uh. 
but they never would give it back to me. Uh, they they sure. never would give it back to me. But uh, but the one thing I uh, I liked about those shoes was the night that we played uh, played Wando and McAllister. And, you had them uh, since then, huh? You had them since then. Yeah, yeah, I, I had the shoes then. Yeah, that, that was Ukus. That was Ukus. That was Ukus. Them days. That time, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Ukus and Scotty. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and uh, the story was that uh, when I walked in with the black suit, when the legendary Earl Brown walked in with the black suit and the legendary red suit. <laughs> <laughs> and see those and those are stories, you know, as players you were here, but. You know, you don't know really know the, the story behind them because we're focused on another thing. Those 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 are adult issues. So I just yeah. wanted to bring that up. He made a name for himself as a star for the College of Charleston basketball teams in the mid to late nineties. And now Jamel President is doing what he can to make sure that the Charleston area kids have a chance to succeed on the court and in life. So I want to, you know, give some of that back to the community as well. Um, after college and after playing professionally, uh, I started the Day Foundation just to, to be that wealth of knowledge to the kids in the community and, and parents as well. College of Charleston Hall of Famer Jamel President said he saw a need for this while he was in school. So he founded the nonprofit Day Foundation. And its philosophy for success is based on what he calls his oatmeal recipe. Let's go and finish together. Basically, teaches the game of basketball. Focusing on skills, development, nutrition, and education. Not only SAT, ACT type stuff, but education for parents in how to navigate through the different levels of athletics. So, and my last um, topic, coach, is um, we created something called the Oatmeal Recipe um, for athletes uh, with Rick Barry is, is endorsed it in the skill development, education, and nutrition. So, mm -hmm. I want to hear from you um, your take on how important. Uh, skill development is, and that can be from a point from a point from um, athletics or in life. Um, you have mm -hmm. to be no matter what you do, you have to have a skill. And how, right. how important is, is, is skill development? You and how do you apply it to, to your everyday life? Okay, and number one, and, and I'm, I'm gonna start with uh, start with you as far as skill development, because one day uh, during the summer workouts, and I had the guards up. And there were a couple of little ball handling drills. And, and I told you all that that day, and I said, now, it's not that I'm talking down to anybody. But I said, for those of you, any way you could find some concrete, you know, get on the concrete, work on your ball handling skill, okay? And I said, not that I'm talking down. And if you live on the project, you know, the most of the project guy knew that had, they had that long, for sure. that long, uh, that was, I guess that was the... Yeah, the black porch or the front porch or whatever. Walk out to go walk on that long strip. Get on there and, and you know, practice some ball handling skills. And, you, you know, and then just, just skills, period. Because ball handling, if you can handle basketball, you can do basically anything you want. For sure. You can't make moves with that. You can't shoot with that. For sure. And, you know, just those, and those things were important because they, they were a part of, of the game. And that's once you learn that, that's something that nobody can take away from you. For sure. And, and then you're talking about in life, whatever there is that you could do uh, with your hand, your mind, they can't take that away from you. You got that. For sure. Whether it's carpenter, whether it's painter, whether it's mechanic, whatever, those things are going to take you uh, through life. 
And then through all of this, you've got to have the want and you've got to have the strength and the energy to do these things. And that's where nutrition uh, comes in. Sure. And, and a lot of kids uh, are, are not successful because of the fact that they don't have the proper nutrition. For sure. You see? And um, we, and, and that's one of the things that in, in those uh, earlier days, we, and I think we didn't stress that because we didn't want to step on anybody's foot. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, because a lot of times kids, if it wasn't for, if it wasn't for, uh, for sure. if it wasn't for lunch, uh, if it wasn't for breakfast a lot of times, some of those kids uh, didn't, didn't eat. And, and don't you know that, that thing struck me uh, the year, let's see, I think the last about four years uh, that I coached uh, football, the, the, the two years that I was head football coach. We had those kids out there at, at, at uh, eight o'clock in the morning. And I and it came and said, you know, a lot of times, man, these kids didn't have time to eat. Yeah. So, so what I did, and, and to show you how much those kids appreciated that, I went, got some stuff from the bread man, I went and got meat, you know, got sandwiches and things and put it in there, in that concession stand, I told the kids, I said, now, the concession stand's gonna be open. If you, like, be ready to go on the field at eight o'clock. Right. If you want something to eat before you go there, whatever you want. I said, you go in there, get whatever you want to eat. Right. Make sure you clean up behind yourself. For sure. And and then break time come, if they wanted a sandwich or something like that. And, and I kept that kind of stuff there. And don't you know what? Them kids didn't miss a day of practice. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and then sure. Sure. if somebody if somebody left something out of place, then that, that's another thing. The older ones that hey, 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 man, you got to clean up now. You got to clean up behind yourself. Right, right. And I didn't have to go in there behind them to put nothing in place. They kept the place clean. So, and, and it showed me that they taught the younger ones what to do. Then when they saw that uh, a little more leadership was needed, they come. They feed the younger ones before they eat. Wow, wow. Hey, you, you know, so man, and I tell you that, but that thing, and I felt so good about that. For sure. And, and and then, you know, I started adding to it, and then, you know, we, we put the heavy meal there because, but, and, and those kids perform, man. Yeah, you you, you perform well when you're on a full stomach and you're feeling good, like, it's going to happen. Go. You're going to waste they, that energy. Didn't have a problem with them missing practice, and then, plus, I had it fixed up work. And, and we practiced that three hours. We were finished at 12 o'clock, one o'clock. Then they go to work. Right. It's no more that uh, uh, practice in the morning, practice in the afternoon, and then, nah. Everybody was facing one o'clock, the rest of the day is yours. But that nutrition was so important. For sure. You, you know, and and I'm thankful that, uh, I don't know if it took me all of the years. Uh, <laughs> well, we, uh, we evolved, coach. Like, that's what happened. We we evolved. So yeah, the, the, yeah. Last, the last one is... Uh, Education, coach. How important is education to you, and uh, not just from an athletic standpoint, but from you know uh, uh, a life standpoint? How do you uh, apply it to your everyday life? Yeah, well, I always, I always give credit to um, 
all aspects of my life in my education. Uh, and, and when it gets to the, the, the formal, um, actually, and it starts, you know, at home and then it, it's, it's important through every step that you go through. Elementary, middle, high, college. And man, like I said, I wouldn't trade it for nothing in the world. I, I got the black experience. For sure. And, and, and I was somebody at, at each level. Mm. And at each level, I am, am impressed somebody mm. that was instrumental in, 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 in getting me uh, home. And to get to college, man, I had a uh, anatomy and physiology teacher. Nobody could get along with that man. Everybody hated Doc Hobson. Mm. But for some reason, Doc Hobson drew Roman Tarver, Raymond Buckley, and Earl Brown mm. close to him. And it's a question, man, like we don't know this. Doc, Doc like y'all, but boy, nobody can get along with that man. <laughs> <laughs> but, for, but for some reason, that, that, that man, that man just, just drew us. And then, uh, so it was people like that. Uh, and like I said, all of those people have each phase. And I, like I said, I, I try to pass in that same thing on. And it's important. It's important to know who you are. For sure. You see? For sure. Because all of it lets me know who I am. Mm. And, and when I feel that I'm getting a little bit too big for myself, <laughs> you know, there, there, there's always something. For sure. That, that, that'll bring it back to your level. Just, just always remember who you are. And, and, and I, I've learned, man, to, to give back. To give back because I couldn't have done it by myself. For sure. But without you guys, for sure. It, 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 it'd be it'd be no me. For sure. Without your parents, because see, the other thing is, you all had good females mm. in, in, in your life. That's right. And then, and then, and then when you look at high school, um, when you look at high school, you take guys like Old Delvin Foster, yes sir, Lee uh, yes, Giard. Uh, let's see who who else there. Uh, guys like Joy. Uh, you, you just had, uh, and, and then some of the females that 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 win your life. Yes, sir. Um, that, that help you along the way. So all of that's education. Yes, sir. And, and then one thing that, that that made me a little proud of the way that uh, I did things, and I always tell folks this: the night that I came to the the thing that your mom and them had for you. Oh, yeah. And when you told those folks about how some of the kids would crumble when coach get on them, and like, <laughs> and you just 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 start raking them over hard code. And how that stuff just went over your head because you say, well, hell, I'm, I'm used to that. Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> but just telling you how, how, how life's going to be hard. Right, right. And, 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 take, and taking that teamwork with you through life. Yes, sir. And See, I tell my son all the time, I'm, I'm hard on him because I want him to, to, to understand life is hard. You know yeah, what I mean? I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not preparing you to be a, a boy. I'm preparing you to be a man. And if, you, and you can if you can deal with the adversity in life and still keep your head up and, and, and get through then nothing can stop you but if you let little things you know 
stop you, distract you. I mean, then, then that's when they win. The words don't win. It's the effects that you have from those that, 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 that caused you know, them to win. Yeah. And, and the other thing that I tell folks, um, take that basketball, okay? got to have resilience, okay? Mm. You got to be able to bounce back, mm. okay? When, mm. when life throw you that curve, you mm. got to bounce back. Now, you may have thought that you took your best shot. Mm. Didn't go in. Mm. But you got to rebound. Mm. And you got to keep on shooting mm. until it goes in. Yes, sir. You, you yes, see? Sir. And, and sometimes they, they take the what they thought was the best shot. If that, it wasn't your best shot. It wasn't the best shot. You, you, got, you, you got to keep on, you got to keep on going, you, you see? And then sometimes you may need some help. That's your teammate. Right, right. Okay? And then you're going to have to have those through life. For sure. For because sure. a lot of times you're going to have to depend on somebody else just like somebody's going to be depending on you. Exactly. When you get on that man's job or that lady's job, or even your job. Right. Okay. To be successful, everybody's got to pull in on their end. Mm. Okay. Because if you zigging while I'm zagging, it ain't going to work. <laughs> so, and it was evident that uh, you all work together because when you sit down and talk with folks, you got more W's on your yes, sir. left side and <laughs> you got more L's on the right side. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because, and then when you go through life and, and you're working with, uh, like right here, man, I've been married for 53 years. Wow. But every day wasn't a good day. For sure. For you sure. Know, when, when we had them rough days, we were able to bounce back. For sure. You know, my wife, my teammate. For sure. For you know, sure. I'm strong. She got kitchen and help. For sure. You know, so you, you carry, and you learn a lot from athletics, team sports. Uh, period. And, and and here's the other thing, and one thing you can pass on to parents and these other guys when you talk to them. Yes, sir. Let them know that when these kids get involved in these uh, athletics, uh, athletic uh, activities, if they have aspirations to go to the next level, you know, there's work in it. There's some that are blessed with the skills and some that you got to work a little harder than others. Right. And now if, if you wish for them to go, can't, uh, and, and not only camps, putting that work in the classroom and having those scores. Right, right. And, and start talking about, uh, start talking about what you want to do, what you want to be early in life. And, and, and when coach get them as eighth and ninth graders, these are the kind of things that they need to uh, find out where, what they want out of what they're doing, what they want out of life. Right. Yes, sir. <clears throat> well, Coach Brown, man, it's been it's been awesome. I appreciate you. I think we're gonna do a part two because we ever want to get together and do a trio. So we might do that and, and talk about some some do a little fun times and and make that exciting as well. So um, I appreciate your time and I, I appreciate you for being you and and thank you for being uh being a, a you know a great part of, of my life as well. And and I tell you what, I enjoyed it and I appreciate you guys. Like I said, without you guys, it'd been on me. And there's one thing, uh, and check with those guys and find out who, who, who's got, uh, like, tapes and that kind of stuff, man. Yes, sir. And when this thing is over with, 
get, we just uh, get together who can and let's just, just watch some old, uh, old awesome. game footage, man, and, 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 and have some fun. That'd be awesome. That'd yeah, be awesome. I saw, I saw one with uh, Jamar coming down on the break, and I'm saying, and I'm just sitting there saying, give it up, give it up. I'm sitting there looking at it. And, 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 and Jamar took it, took it to the elbow, made the pass, and whoever was coming down on the wing took that thing and made the bounce pass back to the other side of the floor. I said, man, look at that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That was just fun to watch, man. Yes, sir. It's fun to watch. So I tell them guys, if they got anybody that's got a man, we can just, when this thing is over with, this pandemic is For over sure. with. For sure. Uh, we, we get some time, man, and just sit <laughs> down and, 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 and have a few beers or whatever. Yes, sir. Have a little dope time. I totally yeah, agree. Yeah, a little dope time. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Just, just have some fun, man, just looking at old time. Yes, sir. I'll, I'll, I'll put that together, Coach. All right, man. All right, Jamel. I right, appreciate you. Tell everybody I said what's up. Yeah, and you get love to the family from it. Yes, sir, big guy. I appreciate it. Thank you. Have a good one, though. How you do the same. All right. All right. So there it goes, guys. Another one in the books. That was Coach Earl Brown uh, from Burke High School. Taught a lot of kids a lot of things from this area. Um, and we are happy to have you and appreciate all the things you've done for this community. Coming up next from the NCAA, uh, we have Barrington Huntley. And in our conversation with Barrington, we'll be talking about how to become a student athlete, things you need to do um, in your intermediate years going into your high school career. Um, as a freshman, you have to be uh, registered with the NCAA and receiving all your information. Let's not put all the information, I mean, all the um, responsibility on the coaches and the parents. Um, you being a young adult should be able to adhere to the rules and regulations. And um, everybody's got phone now. So with the plug and play input, athletes should get themselves geared and ready to be an NCAA student athlete. All right, so stay tuned, stay engaged. We'll be right back. What Jermel is doing with Today Foundation and the approach he's taking to help develop young athletes, first of all, getting them prepared from the academic standpoint, which, as you know as well as I do, Bobby, that's the most important element to try to get them to eat healthy, to be able to train properly, to get the proper education, and then hopefully for those who are talented enough to have a chance to move on to perhaps even get a free education by going off to college. But I love what Jermel is doing. It's a wonderful program. Hopefully more people in the community will get behind it and some of the businesses involved as well to help sponsor this program. Because these are the kind of things that every community needs. Looking out for the best interest of a youth. The future of this country is in our youth. And everything that we can do to help prepare them better for that is absolutely wonderful. And, and I can't express adequately enough my admiration and respect for what Jermel is doing and hopefully he'll get a lot of help from a lot of people. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Jamel President and on Twitter at President Jamel. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast as I'll be bringing you a new interview every month.